Hi everyone, we are back after what seems like an age since we last recorded, it probably is, I think it was like the 12th of December, but anyway this is episode 110 of 2 Minutes for Chatting and wow do we have wowzers, do we have <laughs> a lot to talk about since uh, since we last got together. Um, Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year, Happy Happy Christmas, Happy New Year. Um, a new year, a new episode. Yeah, your favourite clan lads are back, and we're asking the question on everyone's lips, which is Pete Russell. See the next clan head coach. Yeah, and actually, by the end of this episode, we can officially reveal the answer to that as well. So please do, <laughs> please do listen till the end. Uh, we beg you, if if for nothing else than that answer. But, you know, we've got, I think, 12 games since we last recorded. We've had more players leave. We've had players come in. We've had ownership interviews, believe it or not, but we have. Um, and, you know, a lot more on top of that. But I think we should just start with what has been a positive weekend on top of a maybe not so good few weeks before that um, but a four point weekend, a great place to start the episode, two wins against Fife and Dundee who are both down there at that dodgy end of the table let's call it um, scrapping for playoff positions and it, it was a big four points and it, it's good to be able to say that but I don't want to get too carried away no, I, you can't. You, this season in particular, we, we can't get carried away. One one thing I will say, though, is having seen Fife and Dundee this season now, I don't think there's there's nothing there that, that worries me um, so much. So I think, you know, we've got a couple of bodies in. Now that will hopefully help with the injuries and help to alleviate some of the strain on uh, a lot of the players. So hopefully that'll stand us in good stead and we can start building a, a bit of momentum going forward. Yeah, that's a that's a good point, I suppose, when you think about it, that those two teams, from what we've seen at the weekend, were well, you could you could say not as good as us, but when you look over the actual piece of the last twelve games, um We've got uh, we're two two overtime losses, three wins. So we're three three seven and two mm-hmm. over the last twelve games, uh, which is never mind not good enough. But uh, I think Fife Dundee both sort of picking up points in an inconsistent basis, just like we are. Uh, if if that kind of form continues, we're we're not going to get into the playoff places. So for me, it's it's about more than just those four points there. It's about looking to try and take get some wins from the other teams as well, because I, I still feel like Fife and Dundee will be able to do that. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of part of the problem is that um, we can pick up a win here and there, uh, but it's just. Try to find 
a bit of consistency. And I think, you know, maybe a, a four point weekend, you know, it's it's a good place to start really. Um but we do have a, a tough run of games coming up, so and we've also played a, a couple more games than than Fife and Dundee as well, so it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. We're up we are up against it now, but um you know, I think there's enough there's enough there, and we'll obviously see what the, what the two new players are, are like, um, hopefully, this weekend. But I'm sure they'll they'll add something to, to the lineup that will allow some of the other guys a bit of rest as well. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're one point behind Dundee, having played two games more, and one ahead of Fife, having played the two games more. So it's close between us. I would say Manchester have um, obviously picked up a few wins um, more recently and have created a three-point gap there from Dundee. I feel like at the moment they're just in a slightly better place than we are, than you know the three teams from Scotland are. Um, and they obviously managed to come in and beat us a couple of weeks ago. So... At the moment, they are certainly in in pole position for at least that seventh place. So for me, at the moment, it's about who from the, who's the best of those three to get in an eighth, and albeit that might be for a a playoff game against Guildford, which well we've talked at length our record against them, um, but yeah. I think even to get to get in there from this position would be an achievement. So we've got to look forward to that. Yeah, that's it. Um, and you've got guys now that are really starting to hit form in the team. Um, you know, a hat trick for for Gary Hayden on on Saturday night. <clears throat> um, he's just been well, he's been excellent pretty much for the majority of the season, I would say. But certainly in the last month or. So he's really kind of upped his game and um, that's coming through with, with goals on a regular basis as well for us. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the case of, like you say, Hayden, uh, we've got probably McParland as well starting to show a wee bit of what we thought he would be capable of. Albeit, I, I still yeah. think if you asked him, he would say he's he's got a, a good way to go to achieve any targets he had. Um, you know, both both of those guys are well under a point a game, which in the grand scheme of things is um is still is still short of where we would we need players to be. Um but they're definitely showing signs. I think Hayden has has just been a very good signing. Albeit statistically, some some people might say, you know, he's he's still not putting up enough points. I think he's been really effective, and if those guys continue, then you know we we'll do well with the addition of hopefully with the addition of of the two new guys. Um, you know that True. that. Sorry, go for it. No, I was just going to say, um, yeah, I, I think you know in terms of Hayden, I think he. Um, you know, it's his first, it's his first full season in, in pro hockey, and this is like his his first experience. <laughs> is a, 
you know, it, he's come to us in a, in a situation like this and the way things have gone this season, it's not um, not been ideal, I guess. Not an ideal start for him um, as a no. professional. So, I mean, to, to put up the points that he has done and kind of shown that kind of leadership, I guess, almost at this point with... Um, with him kind of leading the way in, um, when it comes to goal scored certainly anyway I think he's top um, so you know I'll, I'll say that for, yeah, for he Gary is. he is he's, he's the top uh, top goal scorer he's got 16 goals um, McParland the next next best with 12 mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah but I, I agree though those two guys have been have really kind of stepped up, um, certainly from from a goal scoring perspective. Um, I think guys like Massey and and McLean as well at the back have been um, have been really good as well, uh, especially the last few games as well. Yeah, they have, and obviously getting Muse back in in the net is does make a difference. I think hopefully you know there's been a, a number of rumours about more players wanting to move on and whatever else, but hopefully a bit of a these kind of recent results have, have maybe made people think we'll stick it out and, and try and see where we can get to this season, but obviously I'm just just uh, guessing there, but if you, th- if you think about, like you said, Gary Hayden's first professional season, a few weeks ago he's probably thinking, what what am I doing? What have I chosen here? Um, <laughs> but but maybe now he's starting to see that he's almost become the main man, which is impressive for somebody so young and inexperienced professionally. So yeah, very very pleased with that that signing. But I think we had we'd possibly predicted him to be the one to watch. So mm-hmm. that's something we did get right. <laughs> uh, and cling on to that, and in, in a season where I said that we would. Finished third in the league. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Go take the wins when you can. I think um, defensively, like you say, it has improved. Obviously, we had. I'm pretty sure this was between when we last recorded and now, but the news that Colton Waltz would be out ten to twelve weeks and Sean Bhutan was out for the season. Um, that kind of links into Neil Black's interview, but we'll come on to that shortly. Uh, we we have made two defensive, two signings of defensemen in the last week, uh, with Hans' brother Jeff Solo and uh, Nicholas Tikinen. Are we pronouncing it? Do we think? Or I would go with that. Tikinen yeah. probably Tiekinen. Finnish. Only twenty eight as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I actually don't really think well. he is. I don't know. I can't remember what age he is, but I guess twenty-eight. Yeah, is he? Well, the yeah. perfect, the perfect, uh, perfect Danny Yemi, perfect phone-in, phone-in guy. Yeah. Um. I mean, so Tekken in, in particular, I'm quite excited about. Looks to be a good signing. Um. Put up a number of points recently in. Uh, Norway wasn't it? He's played, or is it Denmark? Sorry, for the past. Denmark has been few in the yeah, last couple yep. of seasons, yeah. Um, so, a guy that, by the looks of it, 
is is equally as good playing forward as he is D. Uh, so I think it'll be good to get him in. And Jeff Solo, I think, obviously from all accounts, more of a stay-at-home guy, which, as Dyson Stevenson said, we've we've lacked a bit this year. I think even Massey was maybe branded a bit like that pre-season. Mm-hmm. But actually, most of the good work, or a lot of good work I've seen from him has been coming forward and assisting with goals, which I've been impressed with. But maybe Solo is going to be that real shutdown defenseman. Um, and then taking in, hopefully take a wee bit of the load off Mitch Jones, for example, who I think it's not helped the amount that he's had to play and the expectation on him. So maybe yeah. that will help a, a guy like him. Excited to get both of them in. I would expect from seeing the social media posts that they're in for this weekend's games, which will be nice. I hope so. And, uh, you know, because we've got a, a Nottingham a Nottingham game in our mm. sights, a Nottingham team in our sights, that I think we can definitely, definitely beat and carry on the run. So, yeah, if those two guys play, which I think they will, um, you know, we're going to have a bit more of a confident team than we would have a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, um, I I'll echo what you said. Uh, they both look pretty decent signings on the face of it. Um, it's good to see that we can attract players. Still, you know, I think players come and go from teams throughout seasons, and you know, that's that's nothing new. It's it's happened to us already with Matthew Wan, Nolan Laporte, so. Um, it can happen for for other teams as well. Um, you know, a lot of time, you know, maybe guys just want a, a bit of a change of scenery, or um, and you know, if there's if there's someone out there offering the chance to go and play in Europe, then you know, particularly for um, Jeff Solo, then players will do it because it, it might it might never happen otherwise. So it's good to see players coming in and you know of a a decent standard as well. Um, yeah, taking in, I think, can play as a, a forward as well. Um, I think he, he has done that, certainly in, in Denmark. Uh, I think he had 39 points in 45 games one season. So, I mean, that's that's good enough for me. Um, so, uh, he, he looks good, I think, um, in... So I think you'd said as well, kind of more of a stay-at-home type of guy. Um, so yeah, that you know should hopefully free up the kind of offensive demon, um, like taking in and, and Jones and McLean as well. They can kind of help chip in with offensive bit. So it's good. It brings it brings the decor back to six, which is. I guess, yeah. obviously, what we were looking for, and you know, it means that Stevenson can kind of move back up to uh, being a forward again, especially on that third line that's been kind of looking a bit weary the last month or so. So, now nah, good signings, and hopefully, he can make his push on. Yeah, I, I, I agree that they're they are they are good signings, and the fact that we've managed to get them. Um, that sort of apparent level of quality we're st- still to see what they're actually like but 
again, I, I don't think you can be too judgmental with people coming in. We saw how well McLean's done, for example, um, coming in mid-season. Yeah. So I, I think there are, if the recruitment is right, which often hasn't been for us, unfortunately, but um, other teams <laughs> have shown the way in, in doing that properly. If we can start to get that right this season and obviously into the, the next seasons, then it's huge. But we just sound like a broken record saying that. The the, the Laporte departure obviously was was a real disappointment, I think. Um, moving to Slovakia, such a, a big player for us, obviously hadn't featured for a while with injury. Um, and I'm pretty sure we talked about how good it will be when he, he comes back to the team, but got another offer and obviously saw that as as more favourable than staying. So what can you do really? It happens so often to us that <laughs> we almost get used to it, but you still disappointment with guys that are sort of the more favourite players, I would say. Yeah, so it's obviously disappointing. Um, but again, just kind of given the way that the season's gone, you can kind of understand it. Um, I guess, you know, from the port leaving, it's, I think it was the kind of circumstances that he left. It was like he was almost due back um, after his injury and you know, I think fans were kind of getting excited at the prospect of seeing him play again pretty soon, and then he's he's off. So, um, uh, it was a bit a bit disappointing from from that point of view. But as you've said, you can't, uh, you know, it's it's just one of those things. If he's been offered, um, you know, a, a better deal elsewhere, then you can't really. You can't really grudge him for for taking up that opportunity. Nah, what what can you do? It, it's it's yeah, it's difficult. It's a difficult one because um, you've obviously had Matthew Waswell leaving. Um, the Laporte one, it, it's not gone under the radar as such, but I think because of the injury, mm-hmm. um, you know. It almost. Aye. You're basically playing without him anyway. So it's yeah, not... you're basically playing without him. I think the Matthew Wa one was sort of just a bit more of a disappointment of him personally that the way it was handled. So, you know, they're both. What can you do really? But onwards and upwards anyway. So that kind of meant that we just on a on a side note reshuffled the the captaincy, the leadership group which I don't know how many times we've we've changed before. Uh, but <laughs> Peacock, Craig Peacock made captain, Steve McFa- uh, McParland, Mitch Jones and John Dunbar, the assistants. Um, Peacock, obviously, a, clearly a well-respected and liked guy in the dressing room. So I get it. I mean, he's 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 played with us for... A few seasons now. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Just as we know, as I always mention, not my favourite player, but listen, the captain is is the captain now. It's not about 
I don't I don't think it, I think it could be anybody that's the captain at the moment. It's just about getting the results on the ice. Um and yeah. if it's Peacock that, that that helps with that then fair play. Um all the best to him as captain. Yeah, he's probably the most experienced player left that isn't a coach. Uh you know, uh, uh, from from a clan perspective. Um he knows what it's what it is to play for for the club and has done in in a few seasons. Seems a bit of a no brainer really. Um it doesn't particularly bother me really who the captain is. I think that's a job for the players and, and the coaches to, to decide that. So if they've gone with Peacock then fine happy with that decision if they're happy with it yeah seem, seems like quite a nice guy to be able to talk to the the officials in a nice way <laughs> so aye yeah he, he's not like a, a kind of Laporte that probably Toby Craig would be thinking oh no what's what's he going to say now <laughs> Peacock mm-hmm. seems like quite a friendly guy Um. so yeah it, that, that doesn't matter to me either it's just it's just a, a title, really. Um, I think one thing that I'd noti- uh, noticed statistically about the last um, kind of period of games, or just overall in general, um, that our uh, penalty kill has been absolutely abysmal. Particularly yes. recently, we're, we're 10th. 10 so we've got the worst penalty kill in the league um, under under 75% which is not where you want it to be but a kind of middling power play at 20% so mm. I think was it Stevenson recently that said we need to address that penalty kill he's, he's not wrong there um, and the, <laughs> other, the other issue I know it kind of balances out but our discipline has been quite poor at times, and I think that obviously goes hand in hand, giving teams more chances on on power plays. But with that discipline and the poor penalty kill, that's that has cost us recently. Yeah, um, I can kind of, I can understand though, because if you're playing so short bench and it's every game, um, you you know, guys are playing so many extra minutes a night and you're you're bound to let some kind of tiredness creep into your game um so you know if you end up taking weird daft penalties as a result of that then i think you know it's 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 kind of understandable um and then that obviously that goes for the penalty kill as well um you know it, is bad enough playing short bench when you're five on five, but if you're if you're on the kill, then it's it's a bit of a nightmare. Um, but yeah, I think it was so the the Manchester game at home. I think we lost three two. We conceded two power play goals there. Um, and the game against Coventry, I think the one after that, or was it the May have been the no, I think it was the one after that in Coventry, where we conceded three goal 
three goals in uh, Coventry's power play. So, um, aye, it was clearly it was an issue, but I think we kind of since then we've kind of managed to rein it back again, and and obviously with with the two new guys as well, it's going to it's going to help. Yeah, as as um, it does go hand in hand. I get it with it. Playing short, um, obviously making more mental mistakes and, and physical ones, I suppose. Um, so I think it's with those extra bodies that will hopefully help it. And being able to play, obviously, guys more in their recognised positions mm-hmm. is big, is big as well. Because I don't know, particularly we, we lost, obviously, Matthew Wah was, was a big a big guy on the penalty kill. I always thought anyway. Um Yeah, yeah. And then and then even even going back a bit, like historically, Matt Haywood and, and people like that, for example. I do remember, you know, thinking that we did have quite a strong penalty kill. But at the moment it needs work. Um and then yeah, power plays I still, I think on the, at the Dundee game we had a, a four-minute power play at the start of the game, which we didn't capitalise on. Um, but mm. you know, generally, you want you want to get that up as well. But one thing at a time, I suppose. Just coming off a four-week, four-point weekend, can't be too, can't be complaining too much. No, I know that's the problem when you've not you've not recorded this for a month. You've got loads of. <laughs> Loads of rubbish to talk about, but you know that the outcome or the the thing that that we should be kind of focusing on really is the kind of more recent games and um yeah I've definitely seen a an uptick in form. The the games coming up as as I'd said Nottingham on Friday. <laughs> um, Rubbing but, my hands here at the prospect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as it, it is a big game. Obviously, they've been they've had their struggles as well. Made quite a few player changes, which is is clearly clearly related to that. Um, I will be positive and say that I fancy us on Friday night, just because of just because of recent form. Um, I, but I I will also say that I don't think must win is fair but I'm saying it's it's close to it because uh, after that we've got Sheffield Cardiff and then Guildford before we play Nottingham again so albeit Cardiff and Guildford are both at home uh, I think there's the, the prospect there of returning with zero points out of those three so to get to against Nottingham, however we do it, um, you know that'll that'll really be, I think, a great thing for the team, and just put more pressure on the teams around us, because if we start if we start being consistent again and and don't go on a bit of a run, then you know it just says to them that we're not we're not going to be good enough to to overtake them. Yeah, I think um, I think we have found a wee bit of confidence. Um, whether that's down to you know Gary Hayden's sort of late 
play equaliser against Fife and then actually going on to win a game in overtime, which is uh, unheard of. Um, I think it was actually the, it's the first game this season that we've won in overtime, but I think both Clan and Fife um, hadn't won a game in overtime this season. So, so they should have go. just called that a draw. <laughs> it was going to go one way or the other, but I, I'm glad it's it's went our way. Um, and I think maybe the team's got a bit of confidence from that, so hoping that that continues. Um, really hope that taking in and, and solo can, can play that game against Nottingham on Friday. Um, that would be a good, a right, a right kick in the teeth for Neil Black, um, giving the okay to sign players and then their first games against Nottingham. Um, so yeah, uh, so uh, sorry, I don't even know what I, was, I don't even know what my point was. I was just thinking of Neil Black and just get so raging. Um, so, <laughs> so rage I, distraction there. Yeah, uh, I think I think we can do it. I think there's you know a good bit of positivity now in the team. So, um, aye, why not? Why not? Let's you know. I would love it if we beat them. Oh, ab- absolutely. So would I. And and I think um, you know the the games that we've won this season, particularly at home, I think have really just been. I know, I know that we've not really won many games. We've only won seven, but pretty much all of those have been uh, Fife, Dundee, and Manchester. Really, is that right? Certainly the home ones. Yeah. I'd need, I'd need to go back in the fixtures, but I think we need to beat somebody that's not one of those teams as well. That will help. Um, yeah, and I then think... you really, you really never know. Like Cardiff, obviously, have been pretty strong recently. But um, I like to think if if we do get a win on Friday, then we can, you know, maybe do pick up something against Cardiff. Sheffield's going to be very tough, um, and and so are Guildford, who just seem to be able to beat everybody at the moment. We need a bit of of confidence back on home ice, and and we're better to start really than than getting two points off them. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, as you've said, it's a tough run of games, but um, yeah, as long as we can kind of stay in, in touch, I think through this this run, then that'll give us good um, good bit of momentum to to continue forwards for a, a playoff push um, and as I said earlier I've not really seen anything from Dundee or Fife to suggest that either of those teams are going to start putting a run together so I think it, I think we do have a good chance um, if we can stay healthy and uh, you know maybe bring in a forward as well then I think we're in a, a decent position Have, Heaven forbid a forward comes in <laughs> Heaven forbid we uh, sign players when they're actually needed. Um, like you know, two or three months ago, I think Dyson Stevenson said that in one of his post-match interviews. Um, and probably after a game, we get we get dropped in. Um, 
but just saying like the three months that he's been here, we've never had like a full a full roster out there. So yeah, frustrations were obviously boiling over at that point. Um, but you know, as, uh, as I've said, good to get these two guys in. Yeah, there were some real some real low points in the in the post match interviews, and I did I did feel sorry for him because he's obviously a a really passionate guy, um, Stevenson that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you could see that he was he was really struggling, and and I think the difference between that and at the weekend is is huge. So. You know, I, I think there'll be. I think he's clearly clearly a guy that can can motivate, and and I I don't think this is a team now really that needs too much tactical coaching. Really, it's kind of it's getting to past that point. We just need to get on a bit get on a bit of a roll and keep people's spirits up, and you know try and try and do something but whether we will or not that's that's up for debate but I, th- I see that as more of his role as a coach um pe- personally for me I, I don't don't see him as as somebody I would be desperate to have as, as a coach in the future I know some of our other podcast friends and fans and whatever have have said that for me um I would rather have a full-time permanent coach. They don't need to to be necessarily an experienced one, but um, I think we need we need a coach, and and he is if he's back, he he would be back as a player for me, basically. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I don't think he's. I don't think we should go down that that route for for him as a head coach. I think he's. If anything else, I think he's he's still really young. Um, you know, he's I don't think he's had any sort of assistant coaching experience that you'd normally see from some players as well. Uh, he's only twenty nine, um, so you know, I'd, maybe from his perspective as well, he's probably thinking I've got at least another two or three years, good years in him. Um, so I'm I'm not saying that his age should go against him. I just don't know that it's a route that we should go down after kind of everything that's that's happened. Um, you know, I'd like us to be to be bold. I have I have a fresh start really from from top to bottom. The recruitment for for head coaches, you know, has has been awful really. Um, Pete Russell and Ryan Finnerty aside, but I think when when Gareth and, and Neil Black hired Malcolm Cameron. There was, you know, talk from Gareth. I think that there was close to a hundred applicants for the job. So, you know, if if Cameron was the outstanding candidate, then that tells me more about the ones selecting the head coach than mm-hmm. the other ones that applied. Um, yeah, I think. Dyson Stevenson, his his hands are tied to an extent. He's got. You know, there's clearly something about him that makes him, uh, you know, other players respect him in the dressing room. I think he sticks up for everyone. I think, you know, that's kind of easy to see. Um, does the dirty work, 
plays out of position. So he does everything that he can to to help the team. Um, but you know, uh, let's not forget Stephen Dixon is also involved. <laughs> um, so he's, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if it's a joint venture now or if Dixon's the head coach and Stevenson's the assistant or whatever. Um, but yeah, I feel like sometimes that gets for, forgotten about as well. It's you know, Dixon is there as well in the background, even though he's not the one doing the interviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and generally. It's been a very poor season so far, so that, that that's why I'm kind of meaning more. Let's see. We need to get to the end of the season before assessing that properly. But that's just my kind of perspective. Oh yeah. Just now. Yeah. I For think sure because we we could, you know, if if we somehow manage to finish sixth from the start that we've had, which realistically I would say is in fact not not even realistic probably almost mathematically now is the highest we could finish <laughs> but yeah. but say we did yeah go on a run from this position then maybe maybe my opinion will will change a wee bit but I still think I'll be pretty pretty stubborn with that one um, yeah because I, I don't think it's like it's not even as if we've we've seen like a major difference in in you know the kind of style of play. No, I was so I've not been to many games recently due to sort of various factors. But the the game in Hogmanay I was at, and I mean, f- oh my God, it was genuinely it, some of the worst uh, some of the worst hockey that you could <laughs> that you could see. Um, that was the yeah. game against Dundee, wasn't it? Ah, uh-huh, yeah. I, I, I mean that from from both sides. You know, I think you would go to a Paisley Pirates game and see um, better style and, and play. It was honestly two of the worst teams I've ever seen, and at elite league level, um, it was just a, a dreadful game. Um, so just you know that there's obviously issues with the penalty kill and that kind of thing. So there's factors there that suggest that he's, you know maybe not. Uh, it's maybe not a good idea um, despite what I'd said earlier about being so short bench and that doesn't help but um, yeah I don't know uh, it's kind of a lot of it's dependent on whether the owner's selling the, the club as well yeah oh absolutely yeah I mean let's let, let, let's just go into that then um, the sort of ownership and uh, the whole Neil Black interview and, and everything that that covers. So starting with that, obviously it's the first time we've seen him publicly talking about Clan for I don't know how long. There there have been statements and things in the past with the with the signings earlier in the season, but that's the first time I remember in in a couple of years seeing him talk about Clan. Um, and it just it just didn't address anything that as as we as fans want to know. I don't think these interviews are just loaded questions. Well, preempted questions, and mm. you know, even the bits that and and I'm not fully having a go at Craig Anderson here, but even the bits that 
he tried to make sound like probing questions were obviously not to me. Aye, yeah. And oh. and we didn't 100%. get any answers. I think the Pete Russell thing was just nonsense. Um, I think he he basically said that we're not going to fill a coach and general manager role this season. Um, the biggest issue was said to be filling the, the two injured defenseman slots um, and nothing was mentioned about the ownership at all, which to me is the, you know, th- that is the pressing thing. What is the situation and where are we from here going forward? Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, the Pete Russell question, I just, uh, honestly, I've seen a handful of fans mention it as an option, like on the forum. Uh, but I've also seen more people asking the sort of questions that were avoided, um, as you'd alluded to there, around the sale of the club, and if that was still the case. Um, you know, there's no need to go any, to any detail about it. It was stated in, you know, Neil Black's last communication to the fans that he was putting the club up for sale. So is that still the case? And, you know, you, if you're close to a deal, how close to a deal are you? Um, you know, you don't need to go into any any depth about it. Just, you know, provide that update at least. Um, so I thought that was strange why that wasn't asked, why it was just completely avoided. And then just generally from other answers that he gave, it just sounded as if he wasn't selling. I don't know. It just it was very bizarre. I think he started off the interview by saying the clan this and the clan that, and then he changed it to we. Um, yeah, just yeah, totally totally bizarre interview from from start to finish, really. Yeah, and and do you think that's because there he is not going to sell? We obviously don't know how far down the line discussions are with the various parties, like the the back the bid and and so on. Um, but is it just from a legal point of view that he's it's it's not being talked about, or is it that he said, "Don't ask me about this." Um, uh, or is it that that deep down he knows he's he's still going to be the owner, um, and whilst fans are still going to the games, and obviously there have been a couple of higher attendances recently, and the up, upturn in results will will help that, but it it did come across like. You know how good the fans have been by going to the games and and not not addressing the the concerns really. Yeah, um, I don't know. Like again, this is this is something that I guess fans are fans are asking after that interview because um, you know it's he's obviously just avoided given any details about it. Craig's not asked any questions about it. Um, and whether that was told to him beforehand, I don't know. But all it had to be was a yes or no answer. That was literally it. 
Um, but yeah, just to, to completely avoid it and just, you know, talk, talk about, you know, filling a GM role and a head coach and that kind of thing. And, um, yeah, yeah, it was just that, totally. That was, the, that was the start of October. That, that, uh-huh, yeah. that um, all came out. Mm-hmm. So I, I think to me there, there wasn't really any intention of filling those roles, I don't think, which is just not not right at all. Particularly, I mean, to, to say that there will be updates about it and blah, 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 when... I don't think the intention was was there. If you're going to do that, just say that there will be no these these roles <laughs> won't be filled. It's it's not good, but just say it. Yeah, I mean that's the the bare minimum that the fan base expect is you know transparency um, from your owner and not being fed lie after lie, which is exactly what's happened. Um, you know, and I think off the back of that interview as well, I think, you know, we'd seen the back of the bid guys put a poll on on Twitter. Um, you know, interesting to see that poll after after the interview. Um, difficult to know exactly what's going on behind the scenes and uh yeah, it's always a, a difficult subject all round, but um, but when the when the results of the polls are, are suggesting that two thirds of season ticket holders won't won't renew with with Neil Black still running the club, that's a major alarm bell for me. Um, yeah, or it, like, it should be, it should be. Um, I think Neil Black's his time is up. Really, he's kind of he's made a rod for his own back. Fans are seeing through all of this uh, biding for time and, and the lies that have been fed throughout the season. Um I think the you know the lack of a proper and sincere apology uh around that signing as well and just generally not not seeming interested in the slightest. Um I can't see any way back for him. Um he needs to sell the club and it needs to be sold this season. Um or he won't have any he won't have any purple pounds going into his, his bank account next season. Mm. Yeah. Do, do you think he pays attention to any of that? There might there must be some kind of planning to, to things like that poll. For example, where you've got I think over seven hundred and fifty or so votes it was. Mm-hmm. Um do you yeah. think that he that he'll consider that in in his decision making or any planning, or will it just be that if he doesn't sell, well, we end up with, um, I think it was five percent of people said they would renew with the current owner. Yeah. Um. So I don't know what statistically that. That makes the season ticket count, but uh, you know that that just would be impossible to to run the club with that. So if if that turns out to be true, 
then it, it's it's trouble. Oh, without a doubt, that's why I was saying that his only option is to sell. He's got no other option. But the problem with Neil Black is he's not he's not proactive around these things. So he, he'll be I'm guessing he'll be willing to just wait out, see what happens when the renewals come around. If it's not looking good, then he might try and sell it. Um, but I honestly don't know. It's you know, he's just a he's a very difficult character to read. Um, yeah, I don't know what what are your thoughts about. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> the only thing I c- I could say is that uh, it it is worrying. I I wouldn't just necessarily use that as 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 a forecast for what's going to happen um and obviously the glasgow clan limited will, will have their reasons for for doing that kind of that kind of polling because that's possibly their main way of interacting with the fan base at the moment um yeah. it's not like clan are going to put something like that out um not when you particularly can. can you can you can you the other thing is the other side of the coin is can you trust these responses are are these people truth truthful you know feelings on it and whatever else uh it's hard it's hard to yeah that's look that's into the... it too much but at the same time just as a as a standalone thing yeah it's it maybe send a bit of a message um but I agree that it's it's getting to the point where we we really don't know what the situation will be with players and fans next season if if it continues like this without being addressed in in some way or another really. Yeah, exactly. I think it was the the timing of the interview as well was just completely strange. Um, you know, given that fans were. We're asking for that, you know, two months previous, and um, you know the the fact that they arrived the day after a the day after a win, uh, you know, when when fans are on a high, and then you just get you get <laughs> absolutely brought back down to earth again. Um, you know, it's just like I, some some of these quotes as well that he used during his interview. It's just like. When he'd said he was talking about like Matthew Wan and Nolan Laporte type players aren't out there, and then and if they are, they're not looking to join Glasgow Clan. I mean, <laughs> what what is that? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, not. I, I didn't I didn't like that for sure. Um, there will but, be <laughs> players like that, um, and maybe they do want to join the club because. They're young, looking for a chance, or their personal situations change, or for loads of reasons, there will be players out there to to replace them for sure. I think you can't just give up and assume that oh, we won't be able to replace them. They won't be out there. Um, uh-huh. I reckon. That's... I reckon they definitely will be. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think. Um... Clan from the stands mentioned it as, as well. It's a good point that these players are out there, and um, it's that we don't have the right people at the club to to find them. That's kind of always been the issue. Um, and we've seen guys Mike Hammond, 
Braylon Schmier, kind of younger guys, are a bit of quality, and you know they're hungry to try and make a difference. Um, so we've signed good players in season before. Um, you know, even as recently as as Jake Bolton. So it was just a, a, a another another bizarre bizarre comment. Yeah, what one of the many things that needs needs to be addressed <laughs> in in the coming weeks and months. Obviously, the ownership, the GM, the recruitment, and all that. A lot of it was was mentioned in a blog um, on Glasgow Clan Live by was it Mark Christie, who yeah I think is possibly involved in sponsorship with the club proposed a number of ideas on those those kind of subjects some of it quite interesting but I think I think the main take from that for me was that yeah that that's that's another person that firmly believes that change is needed and you know whether we whether all those points that are made about um, arena managers, the commercial marketing aspect, all of that kind of stuff. That that will not happen overnight for sure. But mm-hmm. it's 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 long term vision, and yeah, the the ownership changes potentially now at the point where it needs to happen. Um, but yeah, I think. It's it's hard to it's hard to just see really what's happening because there there's so many unknowns still. We don't really even know what's happening with takeovers because everything's so so private really. Yeah, and the back of the bed guys can only really say what they can. Um I think they'd said that they were kinda of hoping to conclude a deal. Um you know, within the first first couple of weeks of the year. Um, so you know, I, and I don't doubt that it's it's not those guys that are that are dragging their feet in this situation. So, um, aye, whether there's you know other interested parties as well, I'd imagine there probably is, but we just don't really know that side of things. Um, but yeah, and then just in terms of that. That blog as well, yeah. I mean, I think we're kind of all in agreement, really. Or ninety-five percent of fans are in agreement uh, that the only real options to uh, to move the club forward is through new ownership. Um, one one point actually from from that blog that I, that I didn't really agree with was regarding the the GM position. Um, I don't know if you'd. If you'd read it or not, but basically kind of alluded to Gareth doing a, a good job, and you know he was sad to see him moved from the role. Um, I don't think he was he was ever the the general manager beforehand. Anyway, because I don't uh, it was never a set out role in the first place. Um, you know it was a, a step taken by Neil Black to suggest he was keen to move things in the right direction and bring the club into the 21st century but you know as, as ever it was you know kind of built on lies and the, the position remains empty and will do so for the foreseeable future um 
my thoughts on, on it are I don't think Gareth should step into a promotion like that. Um, his track record might be good off the ice. Um, I know some would probably debate that as well, but he's yet to to hire a successful coach for Clan. Um, Pete Russell was a, a bit of a no-brainer, and unfortunately we, we couldn't hold on to him. But prior to, to Cameron's hiring, um, yeah, again, I, I kind of said that either earlier, but just like how many applicants are there for the job, and if he was the outstanding candidate, then you know, what does that really tell us? Um, he's hired experienced coaches and inexperienced coaches, and you know, they've they've kind of all failed. So what what credentials does he does he have, particularly in you know the last four or five years, that suggests that the club's going to move in a forward position? Uh, with its own ice product, um, but I don't think we've we've really seen that. I think the club's regressed year on year. We've kind of failed to to build on the previous. Um, I don't want to call it success, but you know, like being able to kind of build a good, yeah, a good competitive roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which we did have. We did have that. Yeah, it hasn't continued. Yeah, and that. That that would have to be a big target for any new any new regime for sure. But um, until we know more, really, it, it is what it is. To use that horrible phrase, <laughs> and what it is is um, just that. You know, I, I think a lot of the time you see like the same kind of names coming around and. You know, on the forum and not on online, and you you kind of hear it from people close to the club as well. But you know, it's not the hockey world is much much bigger than you know ex players and ex coaches that we've had. Um, just because it's not worked out doesn't mean you can't find the right guy next time. Yep. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but and I mean, in the short term. To end on that note, it it sort of it starts with beating Nottingham because that's all we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For for the next the next two days, the focus is beat Nottingham, please. Um. Apart from that, nobody really cares about anything else, do they? Let's be honest. Uh, well, they do. Well, they do, but yeah, the priority remains the on ice product. Of course, of course um, it does. Which we would love to talk about in depth, um, but you know people keep, um, well, people keep fucking up really behind the scenes. Uh, don't really want to go into too much depth about it, but it should be mentioned the kind of online sort of stuff with with Craig and and Al Gould, the photo- uh, photographer. I don't know if you'd seen any of that, but I'll give you a quick synopsis. Basically, an incident online involving a clan fan that was made uh, about the medical staff at clan um, after the kind of Mitch Jones situation where he got that eye injury and then he played the following day. Um, so then Craig and Al took to, took to Twitter a couple of days later to sort of pile into a fan that suggested that um, you know the medical staff 
shouldn't have allowed him to play or something like that. I don't actually really know, but just in general, again, it's just a terrible look for for the club. It's just incredibly unprofessional for for any of the club's employees to be to be seen to be doing that online. Um, you know, some of the some of the languages that was used was abhorrent as well. It's fine for us, obviously, because we're not employed by the club. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I'd, I'd suggest as well for for someone shy on on asking hard hitting questions that the fans really want to hear um, answers to from from people at the club to sort of jump online and 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 do that kind of thing. Um, maybe gives us an insight. But we'll leave it at that. We will, we will leave it at that. Absolutely, we'll leave it at that. Um, so I um, will be going on Friday for the first time in, in a while to a game. Buzzing. So we'll be able to actually comment on things that I've physically seen. So uh, <laughs> that'll be good. And, you know, I look forward to getting the two points and look forward to enjoying the celebrations after it. Um, oh yeah. But well, all we can do just now is is obviously keep kind of supporting the the need for change and uh, give the the players on the ice our support. So that's what we'll be doing from now until next time, really. Yeah, and then we'll we'll reassess it then. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't I don't think I've got anything else to cover this episode. Um, do you? Uh, no, I mean, there's there's stuff that I could go on for ages about, but there's there's no point. We've kind of we've covered we've covered a hell of a lot. Yeah, um, we have. The only the only other thing I have to say is, um, you know, at the very start of the episode, we'd we'd ask the question, Pete Russell. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Is he the next um, clan head coach? Unfortunately, he's not. Um, I think he's accepted a job in Germany. Uh, it might have even been with one of his his previous teams. So he's not going to be coming. So uh, the fans have got their answer, and and Neil Black doesn't need to employ somebody that he clearly wasn't happy with how he left. So <laughs> it, it it works for Pete Russell, and it worked out for Neil Black. Yeah, I mean that's it. That's fine. We've we've all got our answer there, so we're all happy with that. And hopefully, everybody that did hang around for that is also happy, and that they didn't just go and look it up in the first five minutes and then uh, turn yeah, us off for the rest of it. But we always make some good points in amongst the rest of the rubbish. So. Um, for anyone who does continue to listen and listens to all our episodes, thanks as ever, um, and and hopefully we continue continue with the good form, and and by the end of it we're in a bit of playoff contention. Let's just say that. So I think that's all yeah, from, next time really. next time we record, we'll be in a playoff spot. Yeah, you think so? Nah. <laughs> we'll be six. I was trying. I was end trying of the to... season, we'll be in six. That's when we'll record. I'm not recording again until end of the season, and we're six. There you go. I was trying to leave on a on a positive, so that was 
Um, but I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to. Yeah, we've spoiled it. We've spoiled it. Okay, but yes, thanks everybody again, and uh, catch you next time. Cheers. <laughs>